Developed by Remedy Entertainment and published by Epic Games, Alan Wake 2 released on October 27th, 2023 on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S. It's a sequel to 2010's Alan Wake and the fourth official game in the Remedy Connected Universe. Whereas its predecessor was mostly a third-person action game with horror elements, Remedy developed Alan Wake 2 as a full-fledged third-person survival horror game. Don't let the title fool you though, Alan Wake 2 stars dual protagonists, each with their own campaign, the titular brooding writer Alan Wake and the newcomer Saga Anderson, an FBI agent currently working a murder case. While Alan Wake 2 could be a decent introduction to the Remedy Connected Universe, the more Remedy games you have played, the more you will get out of this game. I recommend watching a recap video of the full Alan Wake story at the very least, but ideally having played Alan Wake, Alan Wake's American Nightmare, Control, Quantum Break, and Max Payne 1 and 2 will give you the most insight into this rich universe that Remedy has built. Alan Wake 2 takes place 13 years after the first game. Saga Anderson and her hard-boiled partner Alex Casey have come to Bright Falls to investigate a series of murders. As the case unfolds, it becomes clear that these murders are linked to the mysterious cult of the tree and somehow connected with the work of the long-missing author, Alan Wake. Saga digs deeper into supernatural occurrences and eventually crosses paths with Wake himself. The duo must work together to stop the dark presence that has infected the small town of Bright Falls from spreading throughout our reality. This brief synopsis just barely scratches the surface of the layered narrative that Remedy has crafted. After an intro with each character, you are free to switch between Saga and Alan's campaigns as you see fit until they reconnect at the end. You can play one and then the other, or because they're divided into chapters, alternate between the two. I opted for the latter, which surprisingly didn't throw off the pacing of the game. Saga's story plays out like a traditional horror game taking place in the Pacific Northwest towns of Bright Falls and Watery. Allen's, on the other hand, veers more into the psychological horror taking place in the shifting reality known as the Dark Place, which happens to resemble a noir New York City. Saga's chapters tend to be longer and involve her working towards a set goal until a major boss encounter. Alan's chapters can be described as art house with an emphasis on puzzle solving rather than combat. These differences in styles kept me engaged for the roughly 15 to 20 hour playtime. Speaking of engagement, Remedy keeps players captivated to their mind-bending narrative via their masterclass game direction and presentation. Much like Control, live action scenes are overlaid onto gameplay for certain sequences such as flashbacks and visions. Live action cutscenes are also intermixed into Alan's campaign, which add to the reality shifting ambiance of the dark place. The actors whose likenesses the characters are based off get a chance to show off their real world acting chops, with the standouts being Ilka Vili as Alan Wake and David Harewood as Warlandor. Those that only lend their voices to the characters, such as James McCaffrey as Alex Casey and Matthew Peretta as Alan Wake, also give powerhouse performances in their roles. These actors clearly had a lot of fun with their characters, and that shines through in their performances. Remedy has always been on the bleeding edge in terms of graphical fidelity, and Alan Wake 2 is no different. 
playing on a 32 by 9 super ultra wide screen with the settings maxed out including full ray tracing and path tracing i was able to get 80 to 100 fps with dlss and frame generation enabled at these settings the games looked almost photorealistic with some of the best character models and world textures i've ever seen in a video game even at low settings with no ray tracing, the game goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with any currently on the market. The console versions also hold their own on both the resolution and performance mode, so those without a high-end PC needn't worry. The lightings, shadows, and reflections look fantastic in the woods and the small lake towns of Bright Falls and Watery, along with the neon lights and narrow alleyways of the Dark Place. A big part of the game is the contrast between the light and the dark, and the art design really embodies that throughout. Remedy has put a lot of care into getting the most out of their proprietary Northlight engine, and the results are the best looking game that I've ever played. Combat is perhaps the only aspect where Alan Wake 2 doesn't knock it out of the park. Remedy builds off the bases of Alan Wake 1 while adding quality of life improvements. Players are still equipped with a flashlight and must use it to burn the darkness shield off a taken enemy before being able to hurt them via the weapon in their other hand. To do this, players boost their flashlight to direct a bright beam of light at the enemy. Each flashlight battery allows for three boosts before needing to be replaced. If an enemy gets too close or moves out of their line of sight, players can quickly dodge to avoid getting hit or perform a quick turn to avoid being blindsided by an enemy behind them. There isn't a massive amount of weapon variety in the game, but enough to keep things interesting. Saga and Alan get access to a handgun and a shotgun, but they each obtain unique powerful weapons later on in their campaigns. In addition to weapons, our protagonists can use flares and flashbangs which work great for crowds of enemies. Items such as painkillers, trauma pads, and first aid kits can be used to replenish health as it doesn't regenerate naturally. It wouldn't be a survival horror game without the need to manage inventory space. Remedy opts for a system akin to the grid inventory management in the Resident Evil series. Each item takes up one or more slots and players have to manage space to lug around all the items that they want to take with them. Inventory upgrades are obtainable, but may take a little exploration to find. Even with an upgrade or two, you won't be able to take everything you find with you as the weapons take up a lot of space. Players do have access to a mysterious shoebox in safe rooms that works as a vault and allows you to store and retrieve things later. Speaking of safe rooms, Alan Wake 2 does feature autosaves, but they are few and far between. I recommend saving often to avoid losing progress. Enemy AI isn't particularly smart and the game isn't super difficult on the normal setting. I recommend bumping this up to hard for those who are looking for more of a challenge. Gunplay and controls feel tighter this time around, giving combat a better flow. The main upgrade to gameplay comes with the change in genre to survival horror. Bullets and supplies are limited, which requires the player to ration ammo and batteries for their flashlight to ensure that they have enough to make it past a combat encounter. Exploration rewards the player with additional supplies and minor power-ups. These power-ups come in the form of charms for Saga and words of power for Alan. Up to three charms can be equipped on Saga and provide perks such as withstanding more damage, increasing the number of boosts per flashlight, battery, or even a one-time revive on death. Alan's words of powers give him a smaller perk but occur in a greater quantity. 
These perks include extra damage or more health. While this adds a bit of an RPG mechanic to the game, none of the perks drastically change the gameplay or allow you to tailor a character to different playstyles. I would have enjoyed fewer perks with a more meaningful impact on the gameplay. Apart from the setting and narrative structure, Alan and Saga have differences in gameplay as well. Saga's combat sections tend to be more direct and challenging. Remedy will occasionally throw groups of enemies at Saga, requiring players to move around the battlefield to avoid getting overwhelmed by multiple hostiles. Enemy encounters occur at predictable intervals, and with three to four different enemy types, they aren't particularly memorable. Boss encounters, on the other hand, have Saga engaging in unique mechanics that break up the routine and have a satisfying climax to each chapter. Alan's combat has a different feel to it. While the mechanics stay the same, the tension is cranked up to 11. Roaming the dark place are ghostly specters that call out to Alan. As the player approaches these apparitions, they can either dissolve into emptiness or become hostile and attack. The tension comes from the fact that you don't know which scenario will occur until you are right next to the enemy. This gives you two options. Use your precious resources from further away to keep yourself relatively safe or walk up close to the enemies to conserve your resources while leaving yourself open to attacks. It's a wonderfully designed mechanic that keeps you on edge the entire time you are in the dark place. Aside from combat, Alan Wake 2's gameplay features a fair bit of puzzle solving. In Saga's story, these puzzles usually involve getting certain items that open up new pathways. These could be keys, tools, or a combination lock. The solutions to Saga's puzzles tend to be relatively close by and easy enough to not take more than a few minutes to solve. The innovative puzzle mechanic in Saga's campaign comes from her mind place. This is a take on the mind palace memory technique that gives players a visual representation of Saga's detective work. She is able to plot all of the facts that she's learned and evidence she's gathered onto a case board which will allow her to piece together solutions. While this was the closest I've seen to gamifying the problem-solving nature of a detective, it does have some limitations. There were multiple times where I had connected the dots in my head, but I still had to go through the steps for Saga to catch up to my level. This did slow down the pace a bit, but luckily Melanie Libbard's performance as Saga and the details Remedy has put into making the caseboard visually stimulating kept the mind place from becoming cumbersome. Alan's side of the puzzle solving is much more dynamic and engaging. Instead of the mind place or a caseboard, Alan has the writer's room and a storyboard. As Alan progresses the dark place, he will find locations and story beats. He can write a story beat into a location using the storyboard, which will then change the environment around him to match what he has written. Remedy clearly went through a lot of effort crafting these locations to fit every possible story beat. Using this mechanic, locations become giant environmental puzzles as players try to experiment with different locations and story beats to traverse deeper into the dark place. In addition to the writer's room, Alan has another tool that allows him to change the environment. The angel lamp. This lamp fixture with a light bulb allows Alan to store and transfer light from one source to another, instantly changing the environment as sections are bathed in light or shrouded in darkness. 
the light will manifest things that were not there in the darkness. A small bit of control afforded to the player as they try to navigate the shifting nature of the dark place. Remedy has done a great job creating these intricate levels that require players to use both the storyboard and the angel lamp to think outside of the box. There were many times after I finished an Alan chapter that I stopped and reflected on the journey I had gone through while only traversing a single location with many layers. Sound and music in Alan Wake 2 adds a dimension to the atmosphere which draws the player into this world of horror. Sound design is absolutely spectacular. Darkness shields breaking, a phone ringing in the darkness, whispering of the taken before they strike, and the wind rustling through the menacing trees all build tension to trigger a sense of anxiety to the player. Composer Petri Alinko does a great job of letting the sound design shine through with a score that blurs the line between the two. Another Remedy game also means another collaboration with the Poets of the Fall. Like the first game, the musicians play an in-game fictional band called the Old Gods of Asgard. They play a bigger role in the story this time around and have written custom music for the game that builds on the lore of this world. One particular sequence in the game built around their music stands out as one of the best sequences I've played this year. Those that have played the Ashtray Maze in Control will be surprised to learn that Remedy has outdone it in Alan Wake 2. Poets of the Fall aren't the only artists that Remedy has worked with. The studio collaborated with multiple artists to create custom tracks that play at the end of each chapter. These songs were based on the story of the game and embodied the themes of each chapter. The collaboration of music, sound, visuals, and story result in a cohesive product that elevates the experience to new heights. Alan Wake 2 is Remedy at their absolute best. They've applied what they've learned from years of making great games to deliver an experience like no other. Creative director Sam Lake's inspirations such as Resident Evil, True Detective, Twin Peaks, Seven, and Silent Hill are easy to identify, but what results is a game that's wholly Remedy. Their unique blend of weird, narratively deep, and meta all at once are on full display here. The story is mind-bending and full of twists and turns with strong performances from the entire cast. Graphics and level design are best in class and the music complements the entire package. Combat is where the game falters a bit, but even that isn't bad, it's just noticeable when the rest of the elements are swinging for the fences. When you put all of this together, you get a game that is greater than the sum of its parts. Sequels that come out a long time after the original are typically mediocre attempts to recapture the magic. Alan Wake 2 remedies this by shining a light on the survival horror genre and rewriting that narrative. I give Alan Wake 2 a 10 out of 10. For more discussion and information on Alan Wake 2 and other games, tune in to the Untitled Gaming Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found.